It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. What do the teams you root for, your music playlists, and your podcast feeds all have in common? Spoiler alert, they're a reflection of you, and that's what the State Farm Personal Price Plan has in common, too. It gives you options to help personalize your coverage so that you can protect what you care about most at an affordable price just for you, so you can see more of yourself in everything you love. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices vary by state, options selected by customer, availability, and eligibility may vary. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Zach Taylor and Duke Tobin have addressed the media at the NFL Combine in Indianapolis. What did they have to say about Joe Mixon, T. Higgins, and Joe Burrow? Let's get into it. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine, coming to you from the NFL Combine this week. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network here on Lockdown Bengals, bringing you coverage of your team every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. So hit the subscribe button on YouTube, follow us anywhere you get your podcasts, so you can join the first listen club with the thousands of others of Bengals fans that make Lockdown Bengals one of the most listened to team-specific podcasts about an NFL team in the United States. Pretty cool. This episode of Lockdown Bengals brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Place your first $5 bet to get a $150 credit for free bets, win or lose. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown today to get started. And James, as it is combine season, and we're hearing from Duke Tobin, we're hearing from Zach Taylor, we're hearing from the coordinators of the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm going to take just one quick moment before we talk about the Joe Burrow contract extension to implore our listeners to please, I, I beg of you, tune out the fake rumor accounts on Twitter. Just don't engage with them. I don't want to see them on my timeline when people retweet them. Let's just leave them alone. That being said, James, let's talk about the Joe Burrow extension that, of course, it's a formality that every reporter is going to ask at some point of Duke Tobin and Zach Taylor. And they talked about it. They did. Yeah. And it's, it's a matter of when, not if, and I think it's a matter of when this off season and that's takeaway number one from the, the feeling here in Indianapolis is that it's going to get done, that it's going to get done this off season. And it's just a matter of how it looks, what it looks like, but obviously, and we knew this, right. We've talked about it. It's a priority for this franchise to, to lock him in long-term. They know what he's done, what he's brought them over the past three seasons and certainly the past two years, so much success, but it's, it's more than just that. It's about rewarding your own and it Burroughs extension is the start of what we're going to, to talk about in a theme that's probably going to, to continue throughout the off season, retaining your own, extending your own, paying the guys that have gotten you to back-to-back AFC championship games and uh, a Super Bowl appearances, back-to-back AFC North titles for the first time in franchise history. It goes on and on and on, right? Well, that starts with Joe Burrow. And so they're going to get something done. And uh, here's a, a couple of clips, and I put them together uh, from 
Tuesday when Duke Tobin was talking about Joe Burrow's potential extension. It's not done yet. You know, uh, it's a good problem to have. You know, I have been pretty vocal about what Joe means to us. And uh, my job is to uh, facilitate his success as best I can with putting pieces around him. And uh, his contract will get done when it uh, gets done. But it's a good problem to have. He's a uh, vital part of what we're doing. It's a good problem to have. Our, our, our quarterback is, you know, we go as he goes. And, and like I said, it's, it's our job to facilitate his success. He's proven that uh, he can get us there. He's proven that he's a championship caliber quarterback. And, uh, but, you know, it's not a one-person game. And, and, and we, have to, we have to be ready to put the pieces around him that, uh, that can facilitate his success. Duke also said that the Bengals are going to spend to the cap, that they have to put the pieces around, as, as you heard him say in that clip a couple of times, and you know, pointing out that it's not a one-person game, that it is the entire team. But of course, it does all start with Joe Burrow, who by most measures of productivity is the second-best quarterback in terms of efficiency in the NFL. There's certainly an argument that he's the best quarterback in the NFL based on tape and all the other things, and uh, taking taking a holistic evaluation. But Obviously, this extension is going to happen. I don't think we've ever doubted it, right? And and so it's a matter of of when they get the ducks in the row. They've gone through this experience before. They've made a player the highest paid player in the NFL before, and so that's it, right? They, they just have to get through the process, figure out what the numbers are, and mm-hmm. then Joe Burrow is your quarterback. You know what the cap implications are this year, next year, and in three years, because those are the big three years for any extension. And then you can, can continue on. But I mean, Duke Tobin also said it might not be the first thing to happen, which I found interesting. It tells me that they probably have a framework in place and, and they have an idea of what those cap implications are going to be, because if it doesn't come first and you don't know exactly what those implications are, then you would be kind of handcuffed, but it doesn't sound like that's the case either. Yeah. I think that they, they certainly have an idea in, there's an understanding that they're going to try to make work where it's a great deal for Joe, a great deal for the Bengals. Uh, the, the other thing that's interesting when it, it comes to a deal like this is keeping those weapons right. And that's something that uh, during the Super Bowl week, what did Jamar Chase say? Oh, Joe knows Joe knows that he's going to have to take uh, – maybe what did he say? I'm paraphrasing, but it was like – he knows how he's going to structure, structure his to keep some of his weapons around him. Structure like in a certain way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that that's exactly right. And I think that that's exactly what, what Duke and, and everyone's uh, – with the Bengals feels. And the other part of this is Duke added that this negotiation – he was around for the Carson extension and, mm-hmm. and around for the, the, the Dalton extension. And that it, it doesn't feel much different. The numbers are just much, much bigger. And obviously, Joe Burrow is a bigger star than Carson ever was. And Andy wasn't in that that caliber, that range of quarterback when he was getting paid. He was never going to reset the quarterback market, even though he got a sizable deal that either of us would happily take any time. Uh, it's not in the the half a billion dollar waters that, that they are now. And, uh, and so it, it's going to be interesting to see what the deal looks like. But no doubt in my mind that a deal gets done. And maybe it's not the first thing. I also think it's first on that priority list. So I would not be shocked if it came down by the time you're hearing this, right? It wouldn't shock me. I don't think that's going to happen, but would it would it shock you? I think it could happen anytime. And it also might not get done until May, but I think yeah. it's going to get done at some point. 
Yeah, they're playing coy a little bit as far as it's not done yet. We don't know when it'll be done. They, they are not really giving much up there, but it does sound like, to me, it sounds like there's at least a framework in place and, and they're working on details. That, that's kind of what it sounds like to me. And, and we could be wrong about that, right? We're only hearing one perspective here. And, and so we're only getting the Bengal side of this. The other Duke Tobin quote that I wanted to hit on as it pertains to Joe Burrow was, it was on a radio show, like X, Sirius XM NFL radio or something like that. I think you put the clip on your, on your site, James. Duke Tobin was talking about how he gets ideas from Joe Burrow. And, and they have that, uh, what's the word I want? Collaborative relationship where th there is a lot of dialogue between Duke Tobin, the de facto GM for the Bengals and Joe Burrow in, in terms of what would make him more comfortable. Some of the, some of the things that he may or may not want around him, they're, they're running ideas off of each other, which, you know, you've heard around the league quarterbacks feeling like they want more input, more input, want to make sure their voices are heard. It sounds like the Bengals are doing a good job of that with Joe. Not that we've ever doubted that that's kind of the message that we've heard from Burrow and the front office over the years, but it's nice to hear that again from Duke Tobin this week that, you know, it's not just bouncing ideas off of Joe. He's getting some ideas from him too, which uh, hopefully, you know, I think Joe Burrow's a pretty smart guy, probably some pretty good ideas. For sure. And I think it is that collaborative nature and the, the open-mindedness of the organization and in the, this coaching staff. And, and I think Duke and, and Zach, they see really eye to eye. And anytime you're investing in a, a quarterback at the the range money wise years wise you should value his opinion and uh, i think that burrow's mature enough to to obviously deal with that so it, it is interesting that he mentioned that on sirius xm nfl radio and uh i will say this duke i like edgy duke i, I like duke tobin who's who's willing to to dish it out a little bit and up next you'll hear that because he dished it out when it came to T Higgins and T Higgins's future, which we've talked about here on the show. And uh, obviously we were a little su surprised uh, about some of the rumblings, maybe not surprised, but they got annoyed and they clearly annoyed Duke. So you'll hear from him coming up next. Today's show brought to you by FanDuel, one-stop shop for all things sports wagering. You download FanDuel, America's number one sports book and get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win, just download FanDuel Sportsbook. Download the app today. It's safe, secure, easy to use. And whether you want to wager on the Warriors, Steph Curry making his way back, or you think that the Lakers, whether well, they're going to go into tanking mode without LeBron James, you can do all of those things at FanDuel right now. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line, or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, 
dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. We've been talking about T. Higgins this offseason primarily in terms of an extension when it comes to things that are on the Bengals' mind, but when it comes to things that are on the mind of other fans and of national media who watch the Tennessee Titans deal A.J. Brown for draft picks, they're talking about, oh, why, why wouldn't the Bengals consider trading T. Higgins? That, that seems like something that you would do with a, a second-round draft pick going into his fourth <laughs> year. He's under contract. He's cost-controlled. You might not be able to bring him back. You might be able to bring him back. Maybe they'll extend him this offseason. But if they can't, shouldn't the Bengals consider trading him and, and trying to get a haul of draft picks? And, and then they come back when they're like, the Bengals can't afford to pay two number one receivers. I'll give you a second-round pick for T. Higgins this receiver you can't afford to pay. Not only can you not afford to pay him, he's only worth a second-round pick. Pick one, guys. Third-round pick, maybe, if, if you're getting into the crazier fans out there. Point is, for us on this podcast, it's been exactly what Duke Tobin said about this. T. Higgins is under contract next year. The Bengals are trying to win a Super Bowl next year. Why would they trade him? He's a very important part of the offense. That is not the Bengals' way of doing business. So for us on this podcast, James, you know, this has been, to use Duke's word, ridiculous since it started, and it still is, and, and clearly the Bengals brass feels the same way. He's the third most valuable player on their offense. It's, it's what he is, Burrow, Chase, then Higgins. And if this pass-first team is going to get over the hump and win a Super Bowl, unless you're finding a better version of T. Higgins in the draft, spoiler, you're not. Uh then yeah, absolutely, you you keep him and you try to make this run and you try to extend him, by the way, and, and lock him up for the next few years. He's only 24. And so you have a, a 23-year-old Jamar Chase. Happy birthday, Jamar, by the way. He turned 23 on, on Wednesday. T. Higgins, 24. If you can keep those guys together, you do it. And I, I like that Duke said, get your own, and mm-hmm. was very... Look, there was a reason we came out and dismissed it. And, and I wrote about it on All Bengals as well. And it wasn't just me making up things. You, you talk to people and there was never a, a, ever the idea, the thought, the even the floating of a thought of trading him this offseason. And instead of me going on and on about it, let's hear from Duke Till. He's a good player for us. And, and I, I just, uh, in, in my mind, why would I want to give up a good player for us? He's a valuable component of what we do. We drafted him for a reason. We've developed him for a reason. He plays for a reason. He's under contract to us. He gives us the best chance to be a, a successful football team. And like I said you know, earlier, I'm not in the business of, of trying to figure out how to make other teams better. I'm in the business of trying to keep our team at the top. Maybe, maybe not, but they're under contract right now, and you might have thought that far ahead and want to want to start breaking down our team, but I don't think that way. I really don't. You know, he's a big part of what we do. He gels great with our quarterback. He's a, uh, he's a, he's a great piece of what we've developed on offense, and uh, we're not looking to start over right now. We look at a lot of different things. Uh, we also look at the fact that uh, what he does for us is 
as a football team, and he's under contract next year. And we'll talk to him perhaps as the as the off season goes on and see if there's something we can uh, come to an agreement on or not. Uh, he's eligible for that. It's not a necessity, but uh, it's uh, it's something that can be done, and, and we'll see. It sounds like you thought a lot more about this uh, uh, than I have. I don't overthink it. He's a good player for the Cincinnati Bengals, and I intend to keep him there. A few interesting notes there. One, like, aligns with everything we've said, right? He's under contract for the Bengals next year. He's an important part of the offense. They don't think about, oh, we, he might not be on the team in a couple of years. We better get an asset for it, at least in this kind of window, right? And, and there is merit, I think, to saying, well, maybe you should trade an asset when you can get maximum value for it. But that is not this scenario. It's It's applicable but there's specific things about where the Bengals are right now in their team cycle and their Super Bowl cycle or whatever you want to call it where it just wh- why would you trade away T Higgins and, and this to me just confirms that this is just a covetous thing that you know fans from other teams they want T Higgins and I get it I would I would want T Higgins on my team too if I needed a wide receiver but the Bengals just Clearly, to me, we're never going to really entertain. I mean, think back to Carson Palmer. He wasn't even playing for them, and they didn't want to trade him until they were really blown away. Sure. They're not going to be forced into anything, and Jesse Bates is the, the prime example of this, right? I mean, they they know more likely than not that Jesse's going to leave this offseason, probably be on a new team in two weeks and sign a big money deal and be elsewhere. They kept him around. Why? Because they wanted to win this year. Well, T's more valuable than Jesse. So why would you expect anything different? And by the way, it's the right decision. I, I think that the Bengals' Super Bowl window would be much shorter, smaller, whatever you want to say, their chances of winning next year without T. Higgins. Regardless of how you replace him, I think it would be really hard to do. I did ask uh, Zach Taylor a quick, quick question about T., and it's funny that he went right into the trade rumors. As a play caller, how nice has it been to have T. Higgins on the opposite side of Jamar Chase? Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's it's uh, that's why whenever you see the, the rumors flying around, there, it's nonsense because uh, at the end of the day, uh, I do get to call the plays, and it's fun having weapons out there, and, and uh, you don't really want to give those up. So you just laugh that off? I do. Yes, I do. What else would you do, right? I mean, what what, what are we doing here? Of course, of course, you laugh it off. I get it, Zach. Yeah, I it, he laughs it off like we laugh it off, and um, yet it wasn't all laughter at the combine. You know that there's there's just two good things, right? T Higgins is going to be around. The Bengals are going to try to extend him. I think it's fair to say that. Certainly, they plan on getting a Joe Burrow extension done. What about the other Joe, Joe Mixon? Let's discuss him. And you also have some cap figures that we can dive into coming up next year on Locked On Bengals. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. While there was, in my opinion, clarity on T. Higgins, conviction on Joe Burrow, those two guys, their future 
to the front office, at least for next year, and in Joe Burrow's case, the future beyond next year is clear. For Joe Mixon, the picture is a little bit murkier. And this does tie in to, to, like James said, the salary cap situation that the Bengals find themselves in. Assuming they do want to extend Joe Burrow and T. Higgins, which it sounds like the T. Higgins extension, and, and again, you can never take these guys fully at face value, maybe not as high on the priority list. Duke Tobin saying, you know, we don't need to get that done. We'll see if we can. I kind of cast some doubt on that, especially knowing the, the agent there. That, that may not happen this offseason. Not nearly as much for, for Joe Mixon in terms of he's part of this team going forward. He's part of this team next year. In fact, when asked directly about whether Joe Mixon would be on the team next year, both Zach Taylor and Duke Tobin had nice things to say about what Joe Mixon has done for the Cincinnati Bengals. But when they could have said Joe's going to be the running back for the Cincinnati Bengals next year, they did not. The answer was well, Joe's been a, a good player for us, and uh, he's been a, a pretty uh, key component uh, for, for what we're doing. And um, I can't predict what the offseason, you know, will do. I, I can't predict, you know, what other deals will get done, how much money we'll need. You know, there, there might be a, a chance to renegotiate some people on our team. There might be a, a, a chance to extend some people on our team. Uh, again, there's a lot of moving pieces to this. I think the blanket statement I can make is when you have a good player who is productive, you do what you can to try to keep them on your football team. And that's what we'll do. And we'll see how the offseason plays. I just can't predict it as I stand here right now. And I, I think that's fair because they may have an idea of what they're going to do, Jake. But until you have the replacement or you have a, a clearer picture of the cap, Mm-hmm. of exactly how this plays out, of who they keep, of who they don't, why make that decision now? And I guess you could say, well, you do it to, to give Joe a, a chance at landing elsewhere. Well, they might not have that in their mind. They may want to try to go the pay cut route, not necessarily the restructure, but the pay cut with Mixon. And it, it is, it's going to be interesting. I think it's the biggest true storyline following this team outside of the borough contract obviously we can talk about the draft who they keep who they don't in free agency but joe mixon what do they do with him that's certainly a uh, a big question going into this offseason and, and going into obviously free agency and the draft and something to me that that's telling about the way duke talked about joe mixon as you listen to that clip if you go listen you know on james's youtube page or something like that uh cincinnati bengals talk to how Duke Tobin talked about Jermaine Pratt, how Duke Tobin talked about Jesse Bates. It's not all that different, even though Joe Mixon is under contract next year. Mm-hmm. You know, he's talking about them as guys that are important parts of the team, players they like. They were on the team because the Bengals thought highly of them, to use Duke Tobin's terminology. But, you know, you can't keep everyone. And, and Duke Tobin specifically mentioning, we don't know what kind of money we'll need. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, refers specifically to cap space. That really stands out to me. And, and like you said, James, I think, you know, they, they certainly would approach him about, hey, do you want to rework a deal? We talked to Andre about this a, a couple of weeks ago now, an incentive-based deal, you know, these sorts of things are, are options for the Bengals and Joe Mixon to rework his deal, to rework the cap hit. But when we look at the cap numbers, which we'll do in a second here, they need to make cap space. 
in my opinion. There's no real way around that, even though they're talked about as one of the teams with the most cap space in the NFL. When you start to look at the actual obligations they're going to have coming up, and we'll talk about this, they will need to create space. And Joe Mixon is, is where everyone is looking right now as an obvious way to do that. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's an obvious way, and it's a position that in this draft you can find guys that can run fast and break tackles. And, well, Joe Mixon's not your pass protection back, right? So it, it's a way to keep a, a reliable piece in Samaj P. Ryan as well. That said, Joe Mixon's agent's here, so maybe they are talking. Maybe, maybe he's driving to Cincinnati afterwards to renegotiate that deal. Uh, who knows? You, you never know. But uh, in that's me just purely speculating. I'm not saying that that's you got to go find him at a steakhouse, James, tonight. Right. Go find the agent. That's right. I, I could. He actually walked through here a little bit ago. I'm recording at the, the Bengals Hotel, but it's um, it's a huge, huge question mark. And yet when you go through these numbers, I think it's it, it much clearer why there's so much smoke around a potential move involving number 28. Yeah. So when you look at where the Bengals are in cap space right now, the numbers are like $35 million or so in, in adjusted cap space as of today. But say they extend Joe Burrow, which we expect. And, and let's say for, for, for the first set of numbers here that they extend T. Higgins as well. Those don't have massive implications on the cap this year in 2023, but it does lead to moderate increases in the cap number for both of those guys because the signing bonus that they get is prorated over the life of the deal. And so some of that money comes in to the current year. You know, it'll come into the current year of, of the extension. They also, I think we agree, James, are very likely to sign a tight end, a safety, a running back, a running back two, probably, or, or unless they don't cut Mixon, in which case, you know, maybe they roll with a guy in the draft, uh, a backup quarterback. These are all positions that currently are not filled for the Bengals starting tight end, starting safety. RB2 backup quarterback for next year. So you, you assume, say they pay guys 10% more at those positions than they paid guys this year. So like Hurst, Bell, P. Ryan, Allen, for example. It doesn't have to be those players, but say whoever they are, get modest raises to account for the inflation of the salary cap compared to last year. Then you account for rookies, which is about $2.5 million. You account for the practice squad, which is around $3 million. You account for some bonus payouts, which is uh, off-season payouts that will count against the cap. That gets up to $6.5 million. You, you throw all those things into the pot, that leaves the Bengals at $5.3 million in cap space. If they, if they don't cut anyone, if they don't rework any deals, and $5.3 million when you still have to fill out the back of your roster with guys like Trent Taylor, with guys like... Uh, Joe Batchy with with guys that are going to be in in training camp with you with guys that are going to be on the 53 man roster potentially that space gets really narrow really quickly and so you know maybe they don't get the T Higgins extension done you would say okay maybe they're up to eight million dollars instead of five but it's it's close right it gets really tight and and that's kind of the indication that they need to make some space I think they will make some space because there's not a Bengals team in my history I think that would be comfortable with getting to that little cap space that early in the offseason with just bringing back some of their own guys and still having holes to fill in the roster. Exactly. I mean, there's just – they know. They know that they, they need to make a run here and that the entire coaching staff is back and that this window is open. 
And so that's why you want to keep some of these guys, but you also, you're going to have to make some tough decisions or uh, move some money around. And I, I think they're aware of it and it's going to be interesting how they go about it, Jake, and we can spend more time on it. Uh, and we will, of course, of the, about the cap situation, but number 28, all eyes on him and, and what his future could mean in Cincinnati because of the, the numbers you just relayed there, because I think they would love to get a Higgins extension done. Obviously Burrow, obviously maybe a Logan Wilson. They would love mm-hmm. to get some of these guys under contract. And so if you do that and retain some of those free agents or, or add guys to replace free agents that, that leave, it gets tight really quick. And, uh, well, I, I think they're going to do their best to avoid that. Not that they won't spend all of their cap or most of their cap, right? I think they will, but I, I don't think that it's going to be without making some moves to to give them some some more room. Seems like it's just necessary. The, the, the way the numbers look right now, it appears to be necessary. I don't know if they know exactly what it'll look like yet. We'll see what happens here with their own guys, with guys they're trying to bring back, with the, the extensions that you just talked about, James. And there are going to be other stories to talk about too. Lou Rumo, Brian Callahan, and Darren Simmons all talked to the media today, in addition to Frank Pollock, uh, yes, today sir. being Wednesday. So mm-hmm. we'll have that to talk about for you guys in our next episode as James is still going to be at the Combine. And uh, we'll, we'll wrap up some of our Combine coverage there. And then next week, in case you're looking ahead and you're like, what about all the workouts? Well, we're, we're going to be joined by Mike Renner early next week to talk about some of the big takeaways from the Combine, and that's going to be a lot of fun too. So until next time, Bengals fans, thanks for listening to this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast with James coming to you from the Combine. Hootay, and have a good one. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.